put your hand like this. Two years ago, I made a lot of mistakes and I made up my mind that I was going to do something about it. Let me tell you what I decided that I was going to do. I got to clean up what I messed up. I'm starting my life over again. I got to clean up what I messed up. I hear you. Over again. You know what I said to myself? I made up my mind. I ain't lying no more. Caught the lion and the cheetah. Can't make it through the door. I gotta clean up. Yes, I do. Come on, y'all, sing it. I'm starting my life.
what you want to do. I want y'all to look, look, everybody, just look at somebody beside you. Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, mm-hmm. I love you. Say, I know you might not know me, and I might not know you, but you know what the both of us need to do? We need to clean up. But I'm messed up Come on, y'all I'm starting my life Fellowship of the Word, the Pastor Robert R. Cooper. Yes, indeed. Today's service is brought to you by Single Mother's Guide to Raising Black Boys and From Crack to Christ, Part 1. Available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, LuxLibris.com, anywhere you get your books online. Pick up a copy. Help spread our shows. Okay. It is time for us to bring in Pastor Robert Cooper. Pastor Cooper, how are you doing this morning? Hey, God bless you today. And God bless you callers. Amen. Doing good. All right, all right. You know, I, I, I'm speaking today uh, because we're living in serious times, as I say, and we're in a season right now where we need to really fully, truly know and understand our God. We need to know and understand just how great God is. And I believe that if you don't know how great God is, you have difficulty identifying with yourself because we are his children, and he is the great I am. Bible says in Psalm 95, verse 3, he says, The Lord God is a great God and a great king above all gods. We need to treat him Amen. like that as the people of God. Even if the world doesn't treat him that way, we need to treat him that way. We need to worship him. We need to honor him. We need to glorify him. And we need to we need to let the world know that we know that he is God. He's almighty. He's the most high and he's our father. Amen. Amen. Yes. And I believe Amen. if I believe if we not, I believe if we're not witnesses of him and his greatness, I don't know who will be. Because the world doesn't know him, but the people of God should know him. His children have to know him. So it's time that we begin, amen, treating the subject of God like it's holy. Treating the subject of God with reverence. Treating the subject of God, amen, like it's spiritual and treating him like he's the most high God that he is. Amen. Yes. How many know God Amen. is not a plaything? Yes. God is for real. Amen. God is for real. Amen. Go with me, if you will, to Joshua, the 18th chapter. 
as we worship you, Lord, today. And I just want to give a a, 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 a prayer today too, God, for giving us an opportunity to worship him. Amen. And as we worship you today, Lord, we ask that you speak to our hearts and cause us to know and to realize that you are God and beside you there is no other. We welcome you today in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, you Amen. have your way as we reverence you and as we celebrate you through the hearing of your words. Amen. Amen. Joshua 18. Amen. Joshua 18 and verse 3, it says, And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are you slack to go to possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you? He's talking to the children of Israel. Amen. And I believe if Joshua was speaking today, it would say, And Joshua said unto the people of God, I'm talking about the church. How long, people of God, are you going to be slack to go to possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you? Amen and hallelujah. Amen and hallelujah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm starting to think that for the most part, the people of God, and I'm not calling anybody by name because I don't know every person of God, but it's it's kind of it's kind of like you, the, the people of God are not taking God seriously. Yes, I don't know if they don't believe God. I don't know if people don't believe what God is saying. I don't know if people don't believe if God is real, but He has truly, truly given us some things that we need to take possession of. Yes, amen. And Joshua is implying that that the people of God have been slack. That means negligent to go to possess the land. What's taking you so long? What's stopping you, praise the living God? What's the delay? It's already been given to you. Amen. That the Lord God of your fathers has given you. Let me say a little something. This may this may bring a little light to the to the subject. When something is given to you, the intention is that it is to belong to you. When something is given to you, the intention is that it's belonging to you. The only thing stopping it from belonging to you is if you don't receive it. Amen. And sometimes, you know, people try to give you things and you turn away from it and say, no, no, thank you. Amen. But God has given us some things and we need to receive them. Hallelujah. He's given us some yes. great and wonderful things all throughout his word, all throughout scripture that shows us, amen, where God has blessed us and he's given us things. And all we have to do is take possession of them. So the question is, how long are you slack to go to possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has given 
God had given them a land to take possession of. Amen. And he's given us a land to take possession of. He's given us blessings. He's given us all kinds of things. He's given us healings. He's given us deliverance. And the things that God gives you belongs to you. Yes, amen. Amen. And the only one who trying to take it from you is the one whose job it is to steal. And that's the devil. He's a thief. But don't let the thief take away from you what the Lord has given you. Hallelujah. It belongs to you. Amen. How long? How long are you slack to go to possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you? Praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody 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 sends you a check, amen. And, and, and it's written on and it's written on good paper and it's worth a million dollars. And, 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 and you just got it up on the top shelf someplace, and you're sitting around without anything, needing everything, and you just haven't got around to taking that check down to your blank, to your local bank. I'd say that was slack. Yes, indeed. Cars out of gas. Cabinets are empty in the kitchen. You need everything. But yet, but yet, you have everything. You've been given possession of a great amount of things, but you just are being slack when it comes to taking possession of it. And I wonder, do people really believe the blessings of God are theirs? Amen. This is what the Bible says. Go to Isaiah chapter 53. anything like me, praise God. You believe God's word. If you believe it, say amen. Amen. Oh, I amen. amen. I, 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 Isaiah chapter 53, he talks about something God has given us. It says, it says he's speaking, Isaiah the prophet, he's prophesying about Jesus Christ. Amen. He's speaking, he's prophetically speaking about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And what he had to go through on Calvary. And the prophet is saying, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. And I see a period. I don't see a question mark. I don't see a comma. I don't see a colon. I see a period. And with his stripes, we are healed. So that tells me that God, amen, because this is the word of God, that tells me that Jesus Christ, what he did for us on Calvary, he didn't do it for something that's going to happen. The Bible says we are. So my question is, how long are we going to be slack before we take possession of what's ours? as it relates to healing. And, and, and the reason I say that is because Jesus Christ backs us up in Mark 9, 23. He says, if you can believe, he said, all things are possible to him that believes. It's in your Bible. You can read it, praise God. And it's wonderful to know that Jesus Christ is saying this because he knows some things about us because he's letting us know what we don't know. Hallelujah. He's letting us know 
what we don't know. So we have to follow him because he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh to the Father but by me. So he knows everything that's going on. He knows the inside, the outside. He knows all around. All we have to do is get behind him and follow his instructions. What does that mean, brother? What does that mean, sister? It means that folks are going to have to get out of that I don't want nobody to tell me nothing mentality. Because a lot of folks don't want anybody to tell them anything. So when Jesus speaks, it's like, yeah, yeah, right. Jesus Christ knows it all. Jesus Christ knows it all. Jesus Christ knows it all. And he paid it all. Jesus paid a price on Calvary. Jesus paid a price on Calvary that covered our sins for eternity. And all we have to do is follow him. Yes, amen. It's time that we stop being slack and start possessing the gifts and the land that God has given us because John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, that's us, that he gave his only begotten Son. And whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a life where you don't perish? Praise the living God. Can you imagine living eternally? That's what we receive when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. We get into a place, praise God, where we've been washed clean by his blood, and all we have to do is receive it by faith. Just like we have to receive the healing by faith. And, and, And you know, when Joshua said about being slack, as it relates to faith, you can't be slack and walk by faith at the same time because faith requires action. Slackness requires none. Slackness requires no action. Even if you have a million-dollar check on your shelf with your name on it and you're just too slack, you're just too, you're just too, how can I say it, you're just, you're just too slack to go take it to the bank. Faith requires action, and we want to become people of faith, praise God. We want to become people of action. We want to put some action with our knowledge. We want to put some action with this word. Everything Jesus did, amen, he did it by faith, praise the living God. Amen. And we want to make sure, amen, as we grow in this Christian experience and as we go through this life with Christ, that we follow him step for step, and as we follow him step for step, we'll be walking by faith and not by sight. There are things that God wants us to do, amen, that we ha- that we need to do, praise the living God. And yes, they may indeed. not always look so glamorous right. going in, but if you pursue them by faith, they'll be glorious coming out. All right. It's time that we made up in our minds, amen, that it doesn't have to always look so good to be good. As long as God says it, it is good. And we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. 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 Paul and Silas, quote me if you were to ask. I'll wait on you. You know the verse in chapter, don't you, Sonny? Say it out loud. 
Acts 16. Are you there? All right, sonny. Yes. Hallelujah. Paul and Silas. Amen. Apostle Paul and Silas, who was with him, they had gone to a city called Macedonia. Amen. On an assignment from God. And while they were there, they encountered a woman who was possessed. Amen. The Bible says in in, 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 in verse uh, in verse sixteen of that chapter, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed. How many know there's a lot of folk possessed right now? Yes. You got folk possessed all around you. And there's a whole multitude of people that are possessed. And we've been given the power, amen, to cast out devils. And she was possessed with a spirit of divination. She met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. She was a fortune teller. And so the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this she did many days. She was announcing them as they come and as they go. She did it many days. She did it on and on and on. Finally, Paul just had enough of it. He said, "He said, wait a minute. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Amen. That's possessing the land. That's using the power. That's using what God has given you, praise the living God. And he commanded. He commanded. And the spirit of divination came out of her the same hour. And when her masters, the ones who she was working for uh, uh, on the side, when they saw that the hope of their gains was gone because they were making money off of her fortune telling. And so when they found out that the, that, that the Bible says when they found out that the, that the, that the hope of their gains was gone, because she was no longer capable, no longer able to perform for them what she was doing. They caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Verse 20 says, and brought them to the magistrates, saying, these men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. they troublemakers. they troublemakers. And how many know, amen, that when you serve in the Lord, oftentimes people will call you a troublemaker when you're doing the work of God? It may not have happened to you, but it's shown up happened to me. I've been labeled troublemaker. I've been labeled all kinds of things. But it doesn't deter me from serving God because I'm going to serve him anyhow. Amen. You don't got to like me for me to serve God. I'm not in this thing for popularity. I'm in this thing for service. And yes. these men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. And they're teaching customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up together 
against them. You know, all it takes is just a, all it takes is just a couple of people or a few people to get the whole multitude against you. If they say the right thing at the right time, they can get a whole crowd of people to do what they want to, what they want to, what they want them to do to you. Hallelujah! And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates went out their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison. Now, when I read about the inner prison, that reminds me of solitary confinement. Praise the living God. Thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. But get ready for this. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. At midnight, you know, they say midnight is the darkest hour of the night. And at midnight, who am I talking to? Somebody's going through their midnight right now. Somebody's dealing with the midnight even as I speak. Somebody has been dealing with their midnight situation, and this is a word for you right now. Because God yeah. wants to deliver you from your midnight. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Now, you know, they were locked up in solitary confinement, praise the living God, and they could have been crying and complaining and talking about how wrong they did them by beating them and putting them in, the, in, in, in confinement, and they could have been complaining. They had every natural right to complain because all they were doing was the right thing. And when you get, when, and when you get messed up for doing the right thing, it, it makes you want to complain sometimes. Ah, but not Paul and Silas. Rather than complain, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and they did it out loud. How many know sometimes you got to make some noise for the Lord? How come How come these people are so silent when it comes to God, but their mouths are running about everything else that goes on in life? Amen. <laughs> come on now. And, and, and you know I'm right, praise God. Everybody wants to be quiet because the devil wants you to be quiet because he knows the moment you open your mouth and you begin to pray and sing praises unto God, his time is up. He can't hold you any longer because God inhabits the praises of his people. And when you start saying hallelujah in the midst of your hard times, you change the rules. And the devil can't play by those rules. Because he's used to folk crying and having pity parties and all of that. But when you change that thing around and you begin to celebrate Jesus, even in your hard times. Hallelujah. The rules change. And that's what Paul and Silas did. They sang praises. They prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. They were making so much noise, even the other people that were incarcerated heard them. And the Bible says, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. 
so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened and every man's bands were loosed. Everybody that was in bondage, everybody that was in chains, everybody that had been locked up was free to go. Because God sent an earthquake, because Paul and Silas did, amen, that, that was unusual, that, that was unexpected, that was, that, that was beyond the ordinary. And they began to pray and sing praises instead of crying and complaining like the average person would have done. God sent an earthquake. God sent an earthquake and shook the whole place up. And the Bible says, and immediately all the doors were open and every man's bands were loose. I like the immediately part because it goes to show you God doesn't need all day to get things done. All we have to do is follow Paul and Silas' lead and stop being slack and start using, amen, what God has given us. Start using those tongues, those voices. Start beginning to sing. Start beginning to praise. Start beginning to pray. Have a prayer session right where you are. Have a prayer meeting. Call somebody up. Say, I'm not going to complain about the situation. We're going to pray and sing praises unto the Lord, just like Paul and Silas. Am I talking to the right group? Amen. And suddenly, and suddenly, you know, suddenly means right away. Amen. Some of you have been going through your midnight situation, and you know as well as I do that you want this thing to come to a close. You want it to come to an end. And God is saying, I'm showing you, I'm teaching you how to get it done suddenly. If you would just listen to the voice of the Lord. I'm giving you instruction on how you can get your situation resolved suddenly and immediately. Praise God. Somebody out there needs to say amen. Because I know I'm saying amen. I feel like praising him right now. I feel like praising him right now. Even to the point where I may stop preaching and just start praising. Amen. No, don't stop. I may just have to start praising the Lord because I'm seeing I'm getting more results by praising than I am by preaching. He said they prayed and sang praises unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Sing praises. Sing those praise songs. Sing that song you know so well. Talk about the goodness of the Lord. What the devil wants to do is show you, amen, everything wrong. Turn that thing around and start looking at everything that's right. Stop letting the devil show you everything you don't have and start praising God for everything you do. Yes, yes. If you have food in your stomach, give God praise. If you have a roof over your head, give God praise. If you have clothes on your body, give God praise. If you can stand on your feet, give God praise. Give God praise for what you do have. Amen. Yes. Make some noise. Tell him thank you that you have food on your table. Tell him thank you that you have fuel in your automobile. Tell him thank you, amen, that you are in your right mind. Thank you, Lord. Yes, indeed, amen. Thank you. Yes, my health. Thank you for the health. And and, and we need to quit letting the devil dictate to us how we're supposed to see things because he wants you to see everything bad. God wants you to see everything good. 
Yes. And when Amen. we start thinking about when we start thinking about how bad everything is, even your friends, even your associates, even your relationships, you want to think about the devil wants you to see just how wrong everybody is. Turn that thing around and start looking how right they are. Start thinking about the right things that they do. Start thinking about the good parts of them. Start thinking about the things about them, amen, that, 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 that give God glory. Hallelujah. Everybody got some good in them. Praise the living God. Amen. Oh, I'm preaching today. Yes. And I'm doing it because I want to put the devil out of business in your lives. He's been running Amen. the show for too long because we've been slack. And we're not taking possession of what God has given us. But we have the power. We have the power. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. The devil doesn't tell us how to think. Jesus Christ does. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Amen. In the time we start walking like people of God, instead of being influenced by every little wrong thing that goes on, hallelujah, there's nothing too hard for God. God can turn it around. No matter how bad it is, God can turn it around. No matter how bad your situation is, God can turn it around. It's time to stop being slack. It's time to take possession of the land that God has given you. Paul and Silas, thank God, took possession of it. God gave them the ability to pray and to sing praises. And they did. And when they did, God stepped in, and he stepped in on time. because, And suddenly there was an earthquake that shook all the foundations of the prison, broke it up. All the doors were open, and every man's bands were loose. God wants to loose your bands today. There are some people, amen, that have been in bondage for too long. God said, yep. today is your day, praise the living God. If you would just sing and pray and sing praises unto me, amen, I will set the captives free. I will set you free from your bondage. Whatever your bondage is, whatever your bondage has been, follow Paul and Silas, and what I did for them, I will do for you. Amen. Yes, indeed. If you believe God, say amen. Amen. Say amen like you believe it, praise God. You're not amen. listening to me. You're listening to God, hallelujah, because he's just amen. using me. He's trying to tell you something. Amen. Yes. Amen. And he wants you to know, amen, it don't have to be like that indefinitely. Weeping may endure for a night, he said, but joy cometh in the morning. Yes. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's your breakthrough time. It's been your breakthrough time, but the adversary has been tying up your hands. He's kept you shackled with doubt and unbelief. It's time to let that stuff go so you can begin to receive everything God has for you. How many know this is breakthrough day? Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, Amen. Jesus. It's time for a breakthrough. Hallelujah. It's time for a breakthrough. You know that prayer you've been praying and you haven't seen results? This is your breakthrough time. It's getting ready to happen, praise the living God. Begin to pray and sing praises unto God and watch what God will do. He's no respecter of persons. If he did it for Paul and Silas, he'll do it for me and you. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Why don't we make up in our mind that we're going to start walking and we're going to take possession of the things that God has given us? That healing, praise the living God, brothers and sisters, that healing belongs to you because God said in his word, with his stripes, you are healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I need that promise. I need that blessing. I need the knowledge of that because it's time out for being sick and tired. After a while, you have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen. You know, and it's, it's interesting that everybody wants to see change, but nobody wants to make change. Amen. Huh. Yes. I'll say that again. Everybody wants to see change, but nobody wants to make change. Because making change requires faith. Amen. All the silence could have cried and wept in the inner prison, but they decided, no, we want to see change. And so they made change. They did the opposite. They began to pray and sing praises. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. And when they did, they saw change. They saw God's hand come, and the earthquake came. And it was God saying, amen, that that, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy is about to come to you right now. And the earthquake came, praise God. The story's not over, though. The story is not over, because in the 16th uh, chapter of Acts, there's more to it. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Before I read this, I just want to talk about the goodness of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. He's an awesome guy. Yes, he is. So the Bible says, the Bible says that, 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 that all the doors were open and every man's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. He's thinking everybody escaped and he's in big trouble because they told him, amen, they charged him, they charged the jailer in verse 23, to keep them safely. And the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. We didn't go any place. We had a breakthrough. We could have fled this place. We could have left this place empty. But we're still here. God had a reason for that. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling, trembling, trembling. He was so nervous and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, with a capital S, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Amen. You've got to be somebody working for God. You've got to be for real about this God you serve, because anyone else would have left and would have, and would have emptied this place when the doors came open. You've got to be people of God. Sirs, what must I do to be saved, the jailer said. <laughs> ah, that's wonderful. What must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
That's all you got to do. You want to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and God shall be saved, you and your house. Not just you, but your house, your whole household. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his, straight away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let God use you. You don't know how God wants to use you. Amen. Through that act of mercy, through that act of worship, they got a whole family saved who would never have known Jesus Christ had they left. They had opportunity. They had opportunity, but they gave God more glory staying than he did by leaving. Yes, amen. This is incredible. So we have to learn, amen, to take possession and use what we have because one thing about God, he'll never send you any place that he won't go with you. He's with you right now. He's with you in those hard times. He's with you in the good times. He's with you when you when it seems like you're all by yourself. You're never alone. God is always with you. And all Amen. you have to do to get God's attention is to do like Paul and Silas, and that's pray and sing praises under God. It's okay to sing praises under God. I, I hear the songs that we as, as we uh, 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 begin the services every week, there's always someone singing praises unto the Lord. And they're not shameful doing it. They're not ashamed to do it. They're doing it because they love the Lord, praise God. Amen. I think the song yes. coming in, I think the brother was saying, I got to clean up what I messed up. Yeah. It's time that we clean up what we messed up because we've been slack. We haven't taken possession of everything God has given us. We're treated like we still don't have anything, and God has given us everything in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Something's got to change, praise God. There's got to be a breakthrough. Hallelujah. And the way to get the breakthrough is to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Paul was not always uh, Paul was not always a, an apostle. He was not always a man, a godly man. Praise the living God. Paul was called Saul, and in the beginning, he was used to persecute the church. Yes, he did. But God turned that around, and when he got turned around, he got turned around. How many know when God turns your life around, He will turn your life around? Yes, I know. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. Folk will look at you like you're crazy, but that's all right because folk can't save you. Only God can save you. Yes, amen. We want to make up in our minds, amen, that we want to be bold soldiers for the Lord. We don't want to walk in fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. How many know, amen. How many know what fear is? Faith can't operate. Yeah, yeah. Amen. No more than you can light a match underwater. <laughs> but what faith is, fear can't operate. Hallelujah. So we have to start walking by faith, amen, because fear is a disabler. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And we're tired of being disabled by our fears. It's time we start walking by faith. It's time we start walking upright before God, that we start walking with Jesus, that we start walking like Jesus. Because everything Jesus does, he does it by faith. Somebody needs to hear that faith message. Somebody may have a prayer right now about how can they begin to walk by faith and not by sight. If that somebody is you, praise the living God, and you know you need to start walking by faith this day, the line is open, and I'd like to pray with you. Okay, let's see here. And our phone number is 646-595-3338. Push the one to love button. Is anyone here or who's already here on the phone that would like to bring in a prayer or testimony? Well, I'm going to start off with the testimony that my health is back, um, getting sleep. Like I said last week, my A1C has dropped below diabetes, no COPD, blood work is fine. I just had to kept praying on it and praying on it. But the thing, the funny thing about it is the devil will put in your mind that everything is wrong. You know, I thought I was dying. I'm telling my kids where my insurance papers were. It, it was all in my mind. And that, you know, I had to get strong. So I just want to thank God for that. Praise God. Praise God. Praise Amen. God. He loves, to, he loves to show you what's wrong so you can't focus on what's right. But right now, yes. you're testifying. Your, your focus is on what's right. You're talking about all the good things. You're talking about all the right things. And that's what you call a testimony. Praise the living God. You're a witness for what God can do. And keep on amen. keeping on. Yeah, amen and amen. Will we have another? Lives open. This is Marcia. Good morning. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Good and afternoon. I am constant good afternoon. Good morning. I'm I'm just um constantly amazed and reminded of God's power. Um when I see how well my son is doing after the years of uh, of addiction and and homelessness and all the things he went through. I, I'm just in awe of God as always and I Hallelujah. I praise him in everything and um and i i pray you know when i i think i've said it before i i just my heart goes out to those young men or people that live on the streets that look so sad and and alone and i pray for them it it just it just puts an ache in my heart that you know, I keep my faith in God that uh, something will happen for each and every one of them. So, uh, and I just praise him, praise him for all his blessings on myself and my family. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That's testifying. That's testifying. And the young men that you talk about and the people that you say they're in need, what they need is a Paul and Silas moment, praise God. They need to be yes. like the jailer. Yes. Yellow just asked that question. What must I do to be saved? How can I come out of this mess? Yes. And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. And when you do, amen, he turns your whole life around. Praise the living God. Amen. We thank you you for that testimony. Amen. Amen. 
Will there be another? Well, okay. You know, brother. You know, brother. I want to say this real quick. We we have been given a position, a place, amen. And the place that we've been given is in Jesus Christ. Everything the word points to, it points to us being in Jesus. And it points to Jesus being in us. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, it tells us that Christ in you is your hope of glory. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. John 15, verse 7 tells us, Jesus says, If you abide in me, and let my word abide, and my word abide in you. He says, you can ask what you will, and it shall be given you. If you, I don't, it doesn't matter if you've been walking all your life. You can ask him for a brand new car, and he said, according to his word, he'll give it to you. It'll be done unto you. It's yours. All you got to do is ask. All you have to do is ask. And we have to get to the place, amen, where we take possession of this word because that's truly the land that God has given us. And when we take possession of the word and start believing every word God says, everything will change. Amen. Everything will change. Things are changing. Everything will change. I'm driving the other day, and, I, and, 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 and I'm alone, and I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden the monitor comes on my, my dashboard, and it's, a, and, and it's constantly, you know, got all kinds of little monitors, but this one came on, and it was trying to tell me that there was some, some, uh, some, uh, uh, some need for, uh, it was a tire monitor. I'm like, oh, oh man. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, man, okay, so, so let's see what you have to say. And so it, it made it sound like there was a tire issue. So I got out, and I looked, and it, everything looked okay, but I locked it up. I went on in, took care of my business, came back, got back in the car, and on my way home, the, the monitor still stayed on. Now I'm like, wait a minute now. I, I, I'm, not sure, I'm not so sure what this is all about. So I pulled into the tire store. Amen. The Lord led me to a tire store. I passed one up, and he told me, don't go to that one, don't go to that one. He said, he, he showed me the one to go to. And it was freezing cold. I mean, real cold. And so I went into the tire store, and I and, and I asked the young man. I said, "Is there any way I can get you to check the air pressure on my on my tires?" And we were talking, having a conversation. And he said, "Well, I don't know about that." He said, "I have to make you an appointment for that." I said, "An appointment?" I said, "Man, you may not realize this, but I can remember back in the day when you could go to the gas station and they would check your water, your oil, your antifreeze, and put air in your tires and wash your windshield for no for no <laughs> charge at all." Right, right, full service. And, and I said, "I know you can't remember that. I know it's got to be before your time." He said, "No, no, it wasn't before my time." He said, "I just started driving when that said when, when, when that kind of stuff was going on. I remember that." So we started having a conversation. Finally, he said, you know what? I, I said, listen, it only take a minute if you could just check those tires. I'm ready to go home. And he, and he went ahead and had them done. He said, just pull, up to, just pull up to the fourth door. A guy came out and gladly, by the grace of Almighty God, this is my testimony, came out and checked every tire. He said, yeah, they were just a little bit low. He said, he said they were all at 30, 
But I, I put him up to 35 for you. Oh. And he went on back in. And, and, and so I gave him a little tip, and that was it. But the whole thing is, if you allow God to, he will lead you and guide you to do everything he wants you to do. All you have to do is ask. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. The cold weather had the tendency to take the air out of tires. And the guy said he's had people coming in all day long, all week long, with that same issue. Right. So much so that he had to make appointments just to get the air checked in your tires. I see. But the Lord sent me to the right place because they took care of me, and I want you to know he'll send you to the right place. And if you pray and ask God, he'll make a way out of no way. Even when they say no, God can still turn it around and work it out for your good. Amen and amen. That may not sound like much to some folk, but some people may be going through something much worse than that. And God can fix that too. Amen. There is nothing too hard for God. Nothing. Nothing. Praise God. Pastor Cooper, what is your temperature out there today? Uh, we're in the 20s today. Oh, okay. You're doing pretty good. Got a little, little uh, heat wave going there. Yeah, yes, elevate. I may go out and cut the grass. <laughs> you jump in the pool. Yeah. yeah, last week it was three. Yeah. But it's still, like I said, it's still extremely cold outside. The sun is shining, but it's still cold. I was outside sn- shoveling snow yesterday. <laughs> and, you know, if you really want to know that God is good, put on your coat and your shoes and your boots and go out and go out. Sho- shovel snow, man, when it's single digits outside. Right. As soon as I got through shoveling the snow, amen, as soon as I got through shoveling the snow thinking I'm all of that, a snowstorm came. (laughs) It put it right back. (laughs) Put some more on there. But God said, God told me, don't worry about that snow. And he was right, because that snow that fell where I shoveled is all melted right now. And all I see on the sidewalks is where I shoveled. Well, you see the sidewalks. It's amazing. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, you got to do you, the sidewalks out here. I mean, people, you know, you have to do the sidewalks. You have to do your your your, your deck, your porch. You have well, to set it up so people can walk. Well, you know, out here, we would love to have some snow. You know, we haven't even had snow on the mountains that we usually get this time of year. I usually take the grandkids up to the mountain, local mountains for uh, during the uh, winter break, Christmas break, and we didn't have any snow up there. And uh, we, I don't think we have any now, you know. So um, we would love to have snow, rain. We have it's supposed to rain today, and it rained a little yesterday. Uh-huh. But you know, you lived here before. We live in the desert, man. This is a desert, California, sure. southern Southern California. Well, I've got some snow for you if you can really, if you really, really have to have some. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, looking just, out the window right now, all over the neighborhood, <laughs> and there's enough snow for everybody right here. Yeah, you know, I know people from all over the country, even like Steve Howe. He lives in Kansas. He said when he was, uh, I talked to him last week, it was 31 below zero. And he had a blizzard that came and knocked over his chicken coops and just tore his, his, you know, he lives on like 300-something acres, uh, I think it's 600 acres, a ranch farm he has. But he said it was just terrible. 31 below? And then the wind chill? Yeah, it gets cold. The wind the wind chill is what they call it, the wind chill factor. Right, exactly. And so it could be 
be 10 degrees, but if the wind is blowing real strong, it could be below zero. So yeah. you have to be well-dressed, and you have to be, you know, you have to be careful out there because I was out there filling up my tank when the wind was blowing the other day, and I couldn't wait to get done. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things, man. You just have to just, you know, it's all, it's all, it all, it's all comes with the territory. But like I said, we've been there and do it for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now this week, they're predicting highs in the 50s. Oh, hey. Put on with the rain instead of snow. So that'll be a relief, praise God. Well, amen and amen. We're about to run. Got like two minutes left. I just want to say thank everybody who's tuning in. Remember, this podcast is on iHeart. It is on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Deezer, anywhere you get your podcast. Look up Donnie D's Words of Wisdom. Scroll down to Fellowship in the Word with Pastor Robert Cooper, Sandusky, Ohio. And just remember, I remember all the crazy things I've done in my life that I have to clean up. And I still got some stuff to clean up. Amen. See you next week. Let me tell you what I decided that I was going to do. I got to clean up what I messed up. I'm starting my life over again. I gotta clean up what I messed up. I'm starting my life over again. You know what I said to myself? I made up my mind. I ain't lying no more. Caught the lion and a cheetah. Can't make it through the door. I gotta clean up.